Our scripture reading for this Palm Sunday is from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19, verses 29 through 40. When Jesus had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as was told them. And they, as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they, uh, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spraying their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, help us to worship you today in spirit and in truth. Help us to worship the king that you came to be. And Lord, may you be ruler over our lives. Lord, now I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Palm Sunday with no crowds. It's hard to imagine. Uh, nobody filling the sanctuaries. No children waving palm branches. No shouts of Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's Palm Sunday. It's time for that great parade. And yet nobody has shown up. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to believe the times that we're in. I wonder if there's ever been a Palm Sunday like this since the very first one. You just heard the story about how that one went down. Jesus sent two disciples on ahead of him to get a donkey and bring it to him. A donkey that had never been ridden. Now, that's an important fact because an unbroken animal, a donkey that had not been ridden, was acceptable not only for a king, but more importantly, it was acceptable as a sacrifice for a god. And so uh, bringing this unbroken animal was a sacrificial act. It signified the deity of Christ. So they, they bring the donkey and they put their cloaks on its back and they set Jesus on it and they began the journey down the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem. People see him coming and, and they're thrilled. They know what this is about. They know the prophecies. They know that the Messiah will come and that he will come riding down that mountain and enter into Jerusalem. And so they're excited. They gather and they begin to praise. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're putting their, uh, their cloaks on the road for him to walk on. They're getting palm branches and waving them and putting them in the road. Also, a symbol of royalty. When you spread your cloaks out on the ground for a king or a king's animal to walk, it signifies royalty. They were openly acknowledging that Jesus was their king. Uh, what an incredible, incredible day. Uh, finally, the world had figured out that Jesus was the Messiah. It seemed on that Sunday 
that the entire world had gone after Jesus. Everybody was getting on board. And it was loud. I mean, really loud. It was the kind of loud that you get to experience in Bryant-Denny Stadium on game day when the home team scores a touchdown. The noise would have been deafening with the thousands of people who were shouting out their praises. Thousands of people who really believed that Jesus was about to set them free from Roman rule. They were fearless and they were loud. Uh, the kind of loud that could be heard all over Jerusalem. The kind of loud that could be heard from Herod's palace. And that was dangerous. Uh, because if word got to the Roman authorities, it was the kind of loud that might invite violence from the Romans. Uh, they didn't put up with this kind of thing. And it, Palm Sunday was dangerous. It could have brought Roman soldiers in to, to kill the whole bunch of them. So it was dangerous. It was the kind of loud that would have really gotten Herod's attention and it might have threatened the privilege that the Jewish religious leaders had. See, they had a pretty easy life because they cooperated with Rome. But if this kind of thing was going on, well, those religious leaders that had been badgering Jesus, life was about to get tough for them too. And so the Pharisees came to Jesus. The religious leaders uh, tried to stop him in the middle of the crowd. And this, this encounter was different. Now we know from reading the Gospels that uh, the Pharisees had a lot of encounters with Jesus, but normally they were arguing with him or they were trying to prove him wrong or they were trying to catch him in a trap. Not this time. This time they needed a favor. They needed Jesus to get on their side. They were asking for his help. Jesus, Jesus, get all of these folks to be quiet so we don't all get in trouble. And Jesus would have nothing to do with that though. He welcomed the noise. He encouraged the praise. He responded to those religious leaders. If these could all be quiet, the very rocks around us would cry out in praise. Jesus welcomed the worship. But now here we are. I'm preaching to an empty sanctuary. COVID-19 has done what the Pharisees could not do. It has sent the crowds away. And it's hard. We mourn that. It hurts that Palm Sunday finds us isolated instead of in community. I've heard the comments. I've probably said a few of them myself, but I've heard comments from local people and listening to the national news. Comments like this. Well, it's really not that big a deal. This whole COVID-19 thing is really not any worse than the flu. In reality, that response is called denial. And to be fair, it's normal. It's normal in these times to experience denial. But it's what it is because we have been in this long enough to see the truth. I've heard others say, well, maybe, just maybe, if we wear masks and wash our hands and use hand sanitizer and stay a uh, little ways apart, maybe we can still come together. Maybe we can still do Easter in the parking lot. See, I have done it. Maybe we can figure out a way to make this work. But all of that reasoning is what we call bargaining. It's also a very normal part of the process for us. 
We've lost something valuable to us and we're trying to finagle our way back in with, with bargains. It's very normal. There are also those that are saying, well, I just can't believe the government has told us we can't get together. Maybe I can't believe the preacher has called off church. It makes us mad. Anger is also a very normal response in difficult times. And then finally, I hear a lot of people say, I just can't believe that I can't be with my friends. I can't sit in my Sunday school class. I can't hug my neighbor in morning worship. I hear those comments almost daily because we're sad. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken that I'm having to use this medium instead of being able to see you in person. Sadness is also a part of what we're going through. In pastoral care, we're taught about the elements of grief. We're taught that those parts of grief are denial, bargaining, anger, sadness. We've experienced all of that, haven't we? This time of separation has caused a time of grief. We need to recognize that. That on this Palm Sunday, when the crowds gather to worship Jesus, we have been separated. In fact, let's take just a moment and, and recognize that grief now. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, send your comforter. We are mourning. We are mourning very real losses in our lives right now. We have lost the chance to come together as community. We have lost the opportunity for corporate worship. We've lost the opportunity for communion. All of those things have been ripped away from us. And Lord, we may be angry or we may be sad, but it hurts. But Lord, send your comforter, the Holy Spirit, to be with us in these times. Lord, help us to grieve appropriately so that we might move on through to healing. Lord, be very near to us and remind us in the midst of our grief that we are yet a resurrection people and that when life seems to be at its very worst, you are still there, you are still just as strong, and you are preparing new life. So, Lord, in the midst of our sorrow, give us hope for new life. Amen. Yes, we do grieve, but we don't grieve as those who have no hope. The Palm Sunday story fills me with hope because Jesus is adamant on this point. If the crowds were to be silent, the rocks would cry out. Jesus says nothing is going to get in the way of praise. Now, we may have been separated, but there aren't any rocks going to worship for us. Aren't any rocks going to be doing our praise? Uh, COVID-19 might have separated us, but we will not be silenced. I've seen the evidence all over the place. I've heard the shouts of joy, the shouts of praise in the midst of our separation. I've experienced them personally. I've, uh, over this last three weeks, I have discovered opportunities for prayer that I too often rush through because of how busy I think that I am. I have found time for prayer in these three weeks to pray for you, to go through my prayer list and to really seek God. I've discovered God in my backyard for the first time in months. I've had time to sit quietly on the deck and admire the beauty of God's creation. Have you noticed how green the leaves are this time of year? 
I've seen God's beauty in the intricate detail of the birds that I've watched. I've played music my whole life, but I have yet to match the song that those birds sing in my backyard. As I have sat there admiring creation, I've been overcome with the joy of a God who never leaves us, never forgets about us. And I've been able to lift up my voice in praise and worship, even in the midst of this crisis. God is there. God is present. And it's been a joy to experience him, even though we grieve. That's not the only way. Though I've seen, I've seen our praises shoot forth corporately as a whole body. I have seen us uh, cry out in praise in so many ways. I have I've seen those who have made grocery runs or medicine runs for our members who don't need to get out of their homes. Uh, that's incredible love for one another. Jesus said that that we would be known by the way that we love one another. He commanded us to love one another as he loved us. And as our people have made those loving trips, the, the praise for Christ has, has just gone up to the skies. I've, I've experienced our praise in the way that you keep contacting one another through Facebook and through text messages and through good old-fashioned phone calls and letter writing. I hear stories every day of how you're checking in on one another and how you're encouraging one another about how you're continuing to be the body of Christ even though we might be separated right now. You are there. You are present. And your presence reveals the presence of Christ. I, I had a mother contact me and say that her children wanted to write cards to our homebound members and ask if I could send the addresses. Of course, we were happy to do that. And that's been repeated several times now. Our children are, are shouting out in praise. They're not waving palm branches now, but pens and crayons and pencils. And they're bringing joy to our homebound people. It wasn't long after that that I, I heard from another member that said, you know, our, our high schoolers, especially our seniors, are going to have a tough time of it this year. They're going to lose so much. I'd like to write letters of encouragement to them. Could I get a list of names and addresses of those high schoolers? And, of course, we were happy to oblige again. And once again, shouts of praise were going out as our church members wrote encouraging words to our high schoolers. And those will continue to happen. Uh, Worship is still going on. We're continuing to worship like this. It's new for you. It's definitely new for me. And yet, uh, based off the best numbers we can get, actually more people are hearing the gospel through this message than normally do on a Sunday morning. Uh, those who we get to share this good news with, those numbers are actually increasing because we're learning this new medium. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, I'm so excited for the day when we can all gather in here again. But I'm grateful that we've been able to tell our story to a wider circle. Our praise continues. There are so many ways around us that, that we are continuing to shout out and praise to God. And I'm excited by those things. Jesus was right, nothing will stop the praise. This whole thing may separate us, but no rock is gonna worship for us. That so we might be divided as a church right now, but we will never be silenced. Amen.